recently, uh, like a year and a half ago, uh, I auditioned for a musical. I hadn't auditioned for a musical in 30-plus years, and I auditioned for a musical again. And that was like jumping off a high dive. But I think, like, uh, you got to do that every once in a while because otherwise you'll just go to sleep. And that's not, that's not always good. I'm Todd Harrington, and you're listening to the Gray Matters Podcast. Along with my co-host, Tony Hoyland, each episode explores a special guest's lifelong passion. There'll be a bit of nostalgia, but mostly it's our guest's personal story of how they discovered their passion and how it evolved over the years. Welcome to the Gray Matters Podcast. Today, our guest is Rafael Ferrer. He's enjoyed a successful career as a professional voiceover actor for almost 30 years. Without further ado, this is Rafael Ferrer. Hello, Rafi. Hey, Todd. How are you? Good, good. Senor. Oh, there he is. There he oh, is. There he is. The voice. Is. The voice. There the voice is. we know. And you might Hola. hear another incredible voice in the background. That is uh, my lovely, kind, thoughtful, entertaining my lovely sidekick. Yes. My, my, my lovely, lovely guest. Yes. His name is Tony Hoyland. He is himself a professional voiceover musician and singer-songwriter. Tony, say hello. Hey, everybody. Hello, hello. There See, I'm good with the voice. There go. Yeah, the voice. America. Well, so, uh, no, no. Let, let us, tell, you know, go back a little bit, how you got started. You, you said you were... I started as an actor, and then, like, voiceovers just took over for me. Mm. So I was like, huh, secure, secure paycheck secure or... Paycheck. Starving artists, eh, eh, paycheck. So uh, <laughs> do you want to hear something really psychologically weird? I, I did a play with my father where he was playing my father. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. That's so crazy. So that, talk about a Freudian thing in there. Is that's that on Freudian. video somewhere? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. You know what? It, there, there's a, it was a play called Life with Father that was oh, written by, wow. by Howard Lindsay and Russell Krauss. And uh, Kim Hunter played my mother. Wow. And... And so, and we were, I was staying at his house in Coconut, it was at the Coconut Grove Playhouse. And it was weird because we were, I was living at his house very close to the playhouse. So we would do rehearsal and then go home and eat just like the play. And then like go do the play and oh then come God, home and so like, weird. yeah. And I'd be like. Okay, where does where does where where does this start and where does the other end? Exactly. How does how do we it's how are we doing character. this? Yeah, Method yeah, it's really acting. weird, really weird. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. so your your dad, since you've mentioned a couple of times, uh, is is Jose, correct? He was he was he was, was, he was, was Jose he was yeah. Jose Ferrer. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Who? Okay. Uh, I mean, like, uh, you know, he was the first uh, Latin American person to win a Tony Award and win That's an amazing. Oscar. Wow. And and has a forever stamp. <laughs> wow. Did your dad encourage you to go into the business of any sort or just Hell like... no. Okay. <laughs> uh, there you um go. but I I know I was like I was like, no, no, you don't understand. Uh I just barely graduated high school. I'm gonna go act. And he's like and, and I'm what? like and what? he's like he's like don't you want to go to college to have something to fall back on? I'm like, no. Ah, the fall I, back line. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, 
I, I, I'm not going to fall back. I'm going to make a really good thing, and I'm going to do it. So can I, can, I, can I come to New York and live with you? <laughs> and so I did. And here you yeah. are. And, and, and you started, though, just with him or in theater and all that. You didn't jump right yeah. into voiceover because you told no, us No, 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 no. You tried no. the acting classes, and the lady said you should start I did, I did. And okay. I, did yeah. a, I did a couple of productions. Okay. And uh, I worked at a uh, an answering service called Seven Lively Arts uh, mm. when I was living with my father. Okay. And, uh Yeah. So that's, uh, and it was wonderful. New York was amazing. It was just a fabulous place. Back then. What year was that, yeah. roughly? 1979. Oh, great, great time to be there. Go back a little bit, how you got started. You want to be a lyricist, but you aren't really a lyricist. You are passionate no. about lyricists. So I tell am, us how am, that happened. I am passionate about the dudes who and women who write the lyrics because I grew up uh, on a street called Roxbury Drive in Beverly Hills, California. Sure, And yeah. uh and so you're surrounded by lyricists, and so your passion, although you didn't well, take well, when my, paper. growing up, my mother was a singer, so okay. there were a lot of people around who okay. did that. The dude next door was a guy called Ira Gershwin. Now, mm. uh, Ira Gershwin was the brother of George Gershwin, and right. they were the Gershwin brothers, and they wrote songs. They wrote a lot of good songs. <laughs> any any standard you want to think about, if it if it wasn't Irving Berlin and it wasn't Cole Porter. And anything generally that Fred Astaire would sing, it was the Gershwins. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah. So and so, so here's here's my story of Ira. When I was young, 13, 12, 13, uh, I just knew him as Mr. Gershwin, having no idea what he did for a living. Um, and uh, um, he, by the time I, I was that age, he had had uh, two strokes. So he had a, he had um, a helper along with him to walk. Plus he walked with two canes. But he was a very nice man. But the whole reason I wanted to hang out with him was because he had a pinball machine. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Love that. Yeah. So one day, uh, well, I was learning the flute, uh, and uh, I have four brothers. I had four brothers and sisters, and uh, they didn't want to hear me play the flute. So I ended Damn. up being outside. You know, I did. I mean, listening to scales on the flute maybe is not everybody's cup of tea, <laughs> when especially when you're learning the thing. Um, so the, I was found myself out in the driveway, and Mr. Gershwin said to me, uh, "Hey, Rafi, what are you doing?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm just practicing my flute, Mr. Gershwin." He goes, "All right, you tell me what somebody uh, is called that plays that. I'm going to walk to the end of the block, and you give me the answer when I come back. Is that all right?" I said, "Yes, sure, Mr. Gershwin." He said, "And if you get it right, you get to play the pinball machine." I was like, "That's really cool. Okay, <laughs> great." He came back and he said, "Okay, what's your answer?" And I said, "Flutist." He went, "Nope, it's called <laughs> a it's called a flautist." Remember that flautist, but you come and play the pinball machine anyway. And I said, "Oh, That's thank true. you, Mr. Gershwin." I mean, and and you know, he had a biography that somebody wrote about his brother, and he gave me a first edition and inscribed it to me. And he wow. gave me he gave me a record album, a three disc uh, oh LP, God. that were uh, songs that he wrote without his brother. Uh, and he wrote on that to my good friend, Raphael. Wow. Francis, you still Francisco have it? For, I, wow. I still have it. Yeah, I still have oh, that's it. That's great. I mean, yeah. it's funny, like, you know, not knowing as a kid, you realize these people are human and with these, like, musical royalty. But to, to you, he's just the guy with the pinball machine, you know. Right. And, but, yeah. but they're, they're, I mean, they're huge, hugely accomplished in their right. chosen fields. So yeah. I'm like, 
but he was he never and it's interesting i don't know if you know about the gershwins but he yeah. could he could oil he could do oil painting and his wow. brother could oil paint as well wow and there's two oil paintings uh one of uh, george that a self portrait and a self portrait that ira did of himself george's self portrait is a self portrait in top hat and tails okay <laughs> ira's uh self portrait is ira Chomping on a cigar, smoking a cigar, in an in an undershirt, uh, boxers and uh, and his uh, um, socks. You know, his uh, the thing uh, garters that hold garters, up the yeah. garter, garters oh that God. hold up the socks. So this is the way these two guys saw themselves. Yeah. Saw themselves, yeah. But it's interesting because you you spent your career using your voice and reading words, and you're sort of right. growing up with these people, but. You never yourself tried to put pen to paper or fingers to iPads or, you know, whatever. I mean, it seems no, interesting, no. a creative guy like you. You didn't try. No, because I couldn't write the music. So I, I and I didn't have any, well, I didn't, I, I guess I could have Lyricist. found somebody yeah. who, who could write the music. Yeah. But... Like Elton and Bernie, I mean, they shared it, right? I mean, well, that's like that. that's the point. I mean, Bernie Taupin, I mean, as far as lyricists are concerned, I mean, Bernie Taupin... Hal David, oh, yeah. uh, Ira Gershwin. I mean, these guys are are incredible, incredible. And in fact, um, at, um, one time I got I was very fortunate and was able to sit uh, and have uh, a chat with uh, Elvis Costello one time. Wow. And I and he was telling me about meeting Ira. And he said to me, he said. Uh, Pomp and Circumstance was written by Tony. Help me out here, Elgart. Is that yeah? Right? I think so. Okay, that sounds right. Right. I'll so Elgart that. was a precursor to George Gershwin, and George uh -huh. Gersh George Gershwin looked up to Elgart. Huh. Now, now you go to you know Elvis Costello, and he looked up to George Gershwin and to Ira Gershwin. So if you listen to his lyrics, they're incredible too. I mean, it's just. It's uh, but, it's an interesting thing how things uh, pass down. Anyway, what you're saying is that you've never even tried to write. No, I've never audio. tried, but I have. Interesting. I'm okay. fascinated with these people. I mean, okay. like Marilyn and Alan Bergman. I'm like, oh my god, you guys are just. Whew. I mean, crazy stuff. And so the lyricist passion for you, as you said, is not about you putting the pen to paper or. It's about your admiration and your for those who can do it so well, like the, yeah, these guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. for them to to do that to me is like the greatest magic trick in the world. I was yeah. like, how nice. how do they do that? Amazing. Yeah, yeah. and you're Maybe. into. I mean, I know you love that era of music and a lot of the musical theater stuff, the old stuff, especially the Rodgers and Hammerstein and all that. But I do. I you're do. into the. You're hip to the new stuff too, or newer. You know. Um, James Taylor and Elton John and all that, right? I am totally, Bernie Taupin, totally. Ber yes, and, and not and, so. Well, I mean, none of those guys are all that new, but you know, it's not. no. But I mean, even Sarah Bareilles. I mean, yeah, Tony, sure. Tony and I were talking about Waitress. I mean, there are some songs in Waitress that are incredibly, incredibly right. moving songs. And again, it's singer songwriters. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, also. Uh, you know, the era that Tony was talking about. I mean, the uh, those songs are. Um, I mean, they were they were popular standard. They were popular hits on the radio. 
That was that's absolutely true. Back in the day, those those were huge hits. Yeah, and right. also it's just so New York is part of Broadway. It's all. I mean, it just was different back then. I mean, it's true. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's like it's some are manufactured now to commercial. It's kind of this is special. Well, it's place interesting. For that in the, I mean, I have a fourteen-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. And I asked her the other day, I said, where do you get your music from? Where do you find your music? Because the radio stations that play even today's hits are not today's hits. They're hits from three or four years ago. Right, exactly. There's no cutting-edge music unless it's uh, 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 an indie radio station. And she said, I listen to, find, I hear a lot of my music on TikTok. Mm. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no. So it's interesting to me that that's that's where the uh, music uh, chops come from at this point. That's interesting, crazy stuff. So, so when did you get into? When did you realize? Okay, I'm going to read the word, not write the word. When did you get into your voiceover career? That's obviously top in the field. Uh, basically, what happened was um, my father was teaching an acting class at uh, a place that doesn't exist anymore called the Corner Loft. It was at 99, uh, 99 uh, University Place, okay. uh, 12th Street and University Place in, in, uh, you know, in Manhattan. Great area, yeah. And um, he started teaching a class. Frank Corsaro, who was an actor, was teaching a class there. Uh, and there was a commercial class there taught by a, a woman by the name of Terry Berland, who uh, was a casting director at the time. And because I was taking other classes there, I thought to myself, oh, let me let me let me try the commercial on camera class, because, you know, as an actor, you know, that's kind of the bread and butter. So let me try that. Exactly. Yeah. And so uh, I was doing this on camera stuff and she's like, yeah, um, yeah, you're not really good at that, but um, <laughs> have you ever have you ever tried voiceovers? Because I like I like I couldn't sit there and hold like the cereal box and go, and you know it's yummy too. Uh. You know you can't. I mean, like I I I, I was like, why am I doing this? Why? What? Uh, what? So it was kind of like uh, what's his name, uh, Jack Dorsey in yeah. uh, in Tootsie. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I'm playing cool. a I'm playing a tomato today. You know, that sort of thing. Well, I mean, to me, and I told this to Tony, voiceover is probably the greatest job in America. You don't have to, you know, have to shave, you yeah. don't do anything, you show up, you, you, get, you get paid I a mean, fortune and just to it's leave. It's a great, and, you know, great job. I got to tell you something. That Tony and I are one of the lucky ones. We're, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we've been incredibly blessed by this because, I mean, just like... I mean, even when we started, I mean, before we started, there were about... Eight guys. Before mm-hmm. we started, there were about eight guys that were the generation above us that just did everything. And I mean, like, I grew up on television. You guys grew up on television. Yeah. Like, yeah. did you like watch the commercials and go, hey, wait, I can do that? <laughs> like, I, I mean, I think I actually did. Yeah. Did and like, yeah, I did. I mean, like there was this, there was, I'm going to do something really stupid. Okay. Which is not beyond what I usually do, but (laughs) here's here. Like when I was a kid, there was this commercial on television and I, and I memorized it and it was like, you know, it was Elvis Presley songs, uh, on a, on a compilation that was a greatest hits. So I was like, so I was like, but it wasn't, it wasn't one song. It was. It was edited so the song was one into the other. So it was like, you know, 
I want to be your teddy bear. Don't be cruel with this song. And I would just go from one song to the other song to the other song and do the whole commercial for my mother. And it would make her laugh hysterically because I did. I sang it as one song. But it was a compilation of five or six songs. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so, and so, I don't know. It was, uh, so that was my first, like, introduction to, like, like and, and in L.A. we had somebody called Cal Worthington. Oh, God. Who, oh, I know that. Go name. see yeah. Cal, go see Cal, go see yeah. Cal, right? Right, right. Who sold cars. He goes, <laughs> yes. I will stand upon my head till my ears are turning red. Go see Cal, go see Cal, go see Cal. And he'd ride a hippopotamus, yeah. and he'd ride ostriches, and he'd ride alligators and stuff and you're like wow I gotta go see him and so I'm like what is the power of that how can I do that I want to do that <laughs> but it's interesting after 30 years you're still like worried about their acceptance of you even as you're into your gray years don't you feel there's no nothing there's not a sure thing is what you're saying never even you book never, never never have never have you ever never. been fired on during a recording uh, or just not they just didn't use you I mean have you ever gone out and they just you found you heard the spot later and goes that's not me. Yeah. Oh, there, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. 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 That had happens that to everybody. That's not happening to you, Tony. Really? Oh hell yeah. yes, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Damn, that doesn't yeah. sound like me. Oh, it isn't me. Okay. Sure. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, then with a, I did. Oh no, <laughs> with a, yeah, with a DVR, you rewind it just to make sure. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, <laughs> well, you're like, wait, is that me? Is that me? And uh, you like try and make your try and make yourself believe that that's you. No, that is me. That's you. No, that's me. No, I swear to God. No, no fucking way. Uh-uh. That's <laughs> so a woman. No, that's not me. <laughs> well, as, as we as the theme of gray matters, we we had a lot of fun here. I mean, you've you've had, as I said, a great career. Any words of wisdom of sorts as a, as a performer? Anyone listening that might want to know the ins and outs of potentially pursuing a career in voiceover, either earlier or later in life, you, you, you probably say stay away or go for it if you love it. What I say is if you really, really, really want to do it, don't let anyone tell you no and just keep yeah. doing it because yeah. yep. because there'll be a lot of people trying to stop you. Don't let them stop you. That's okay. all. Okay, good. Good for you, man. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Gray Matters Podcast. Please rate and review it and be sure to tell your friends. For more information about this podcast, go to thegraymatters.org and please subscribe to The Gray Matters wherever you get your podcast. I'd like to thank my guests, Rafael Ferrer, my co-host Tony Hoyland, and a special thanks to you, the listener. I'm Todd Harrington. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs>